Hey there. Happy New Year's Intentions, week three. Yes. I love doing these New Year's Intentions classes. I love rebooting myself each year. And I'm so grateful that we get to join together. Thank you for joining with me. And let us join together in a prayer. And I'm going to use the um, prayer for partnering up. I'm going to pray us in and then use the prayer for partnering up. And the prayer for partnering up is in the Masterful Living Workbooks. And for those who are just taking New Year's intentions, it will be in your transcript. So we take this breath of love and gratitude, and I place my hand on my heart. I'm so grateful and so thankful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and to recognize and remember my true identity is perfect love. It always has been, and it always will be. So grateful to take this breath together and to declare that we are available for insight, guidance, healing, that we're joining together in this class, this holy endeavor, in order to remember the truth of our being. So grateful and so thankful to recognize I am that I am. And I am one with the I am presence of every being everywhere. So grateful to remember our true identity and our true nature is already whole and perfect. That in truth we cannot be improved upon. We're already perfect and we're willing to remember that. We're willing to join together for the purpose of relinquishing all attachments to playing small, all attachments to repeating the past, all attachments to our opinions and our judgments are falling away, dissolving and resolving permanently back to the root cause so we never experience them again. We place them on the holy altar fire of divine love, fully knowing that they will be dissolved and resolved. We're grateful and thankful to allow it to happen even though we don't know how. We're grateful to share our healing and our expansion with everyone. We call the company of heaven to support us in walking the talk and knowing the truth that sets us free. So grateful and thankful to lay a clear groundwork for this year's expansion. We're grateful and thankful to let it be, to know it's done, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. And the prayer for partnering up. I am that I am. I am my I am presence. I am one with the one, and for this I am truly grateful. In the name of my beloved I am, I ask that my higher Holy Spirit self, my I am presence, lead and guide me to be in the flow of love in all moments of this day and in every area of my life. I intend to be easily led and guided to choose the highest and best in each moment. I allow myself to receive the blessings that are mine to receive. I allow myself to recognize the most loving choices 
this day. Higher Holy Spirit Self, please make the loving choices so attractive to me that I cannot mistake them. Help me to choose love and to live my life as a joyful and abundant prayer of the heart. Help me to recognize my life is the eternal life of God. I am dedicated to being a loving and beneficial presence on this planet. I choose to be truly helpful. I share the benefits of my healing and expansion with everyone because I am one with them. I am awakening to know my true identity and the true identity of my brothers and sisters. We are one in love, eternally. And for this and all the blessings I receive this day, I am so very grateful. In the name of my beloved I am, I know that it is done. I allow myself to accept it, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Take that breath of gratitude together. One of our spiritual practices this year is being grateful. Being grateful is the foundation of our spiritual practice. In truth, our spiritual practice consists of two things, love and gratitude. We're practicing loving. We're practicing being grateful. This is the foundation of our spiritual practice. So prayer and meditation, the things that we do, the writing, the journaling, the exercises that we do, the inquiries, all those things that are a part of our spiritual practice are to support us being loving and grateful throughout the rest of the day. (laughs) So the foundational practices are critical, of course, because they inspire us and motivate us to practice deeply throughout the day. And it's the practice throughout the day that profoundly changes our life. So even a little bit of intention in the morning will make a difference in the day. And people are already experiencing what a difference that little bit can make in the morning. So I'm inviting you to use the prayer for partnering up every day. Many people memorize it, which you can certainly do. And it's right there in your workbook. It's also in the transcript. And it's a great prayer to just remind yourself every day. And of course, you all know that I record a new prayer every day. And so you can get all of those prayers at jenniferhadley.com. And you can, for uh, folks who would like to, you can dial the number. It's a Southern California number. It's 760-569-6005. I think that's it. I don't actually dial it myself very often. But... um it's it's in on the web page every day, so you can put it in your speed dial. Many people tell me that they begin and end their day calling into the prayer line, which is a wonderful practice. It's part of why I do it. Um, back when I first became a licensed science of mind practitioner, spiritual counselor, I would get many prayer calls throughout the day, people calling me all throughout the day for prayers. And uh, I love to pray with people. And sometimes I would feel 
um, people would tell me, oh, I was I woke up in the middle of the night with the terrors and I was just freaking out and I so wished I could call you for prayer but I didn't want to call you in the middle of the night. So that gave me the idea, well, what if I could find a way to record the prayer and people could call or listen anytime from any any place, any phone or any uh access to the internet. And so I think it was back in 2007 that I began doing the daily prayer. So it's been nine years, and uh, I took I took two weeks off once. I had a challenge with my throat. I took two weeks off. Every now and then there's something that happens, but I can't remember the last time I missed a day. And it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. So that is a resource for you. Uh, almost all the time. And uh, I invite you to make the most of it. So, uh, one of the things we're going to talk about this week is, and I know many people in year one uh, Master for Living class are getting their workbooks. And so, for those of you who already have your workbook, you can start to fill in some of the things in the first journal. Volume 1, and uh, so there's taking stock of your investments. That's what we did in our New Year's Intentions class where we had the 11 different kinds of upset and we figured out what percentage of our energy was going into just managing and coping with those 11 on that particular day. And uh, And then last week we did the life visioning, so you got some insights from that and those can be placed in your workbook and we're going to use those uh, insights this week as we begin to look at our contract for the year so this is one of the key things that I got for Masterful Living uh, when I first started offering this class and it was to do a contract for the year and it's a contract really with your higher self and so one of the things that are I, I notice year after year is that the people who do their contract, they generally have a much more effective year and they are much more likely to reach their aspirations, intentions, and goals and fulfill them just by doing the contract. I also notice every year that there are a number of people who are afraid of doing their contract. They're afraid of doing it wrong. They're afraid of doing anything. And there are a number of people who just procrastinate and procrastinate. They're in a place of being resistant and reluctant to do it. And so all of this is totally understandable to me. Believe me, I've had all these experiences myself. I don't think there's anything I share about that I haven't experienced myself. So knowing that, let's bring on a breakthrough. So the first step to doing this work well and bringing on a breakthrough is our willingness. And I'll be talking about this in my radio show tomorrow as well. And it's something, it's a constant theme of mine, and it's a, it's a major theme in A Course in Miracles. So 
If you have a little bit of willingness, you will have some transformation. If you have a, a lot of willingness, you will have amazing, miraculous transformation. So it's your willingness is determined by you. Your willingness really is not proportional to your resistance and reluctance feelings. It's really not. Uh, resistance and reluctance comes from all kinds of beliefs, negative patterns, all kinds of stuff. And people can experience the same amount of resistance and reluctance for different reasons. And the reasons just absolutely don't matter that much, I don't think. Because we're going to give all the heavy lifting to the higher self, the holy self, the holy spirit. And we're also going to give it to the company of heaven, to the angels. We're, we're giving away the heavy lifting because we can. Uh, one of the things that we'll be doing after this New Year's Intention series, we have four weeks in this series, uh, where we're laying the foundation. So that's why these are the most critical work weeks to actually do some real work. Uh, and there's no hurry. You have as much time as you'd like to do, do the work. But the more that you can do, the more you'll get out of it. The more you put in, the more you get out, of course. And it's, it's proportion, pro, proportional. So if you put in 1%, God's going to put in 99%. You know, your higher self is going to put in 99%. So if you can put in 10%, you're multiplying your good by 10 times versus 1%. So the willingness is the key. We don't have to figure out how to have a miracle. We don't have to figure out how to change our lives. We don't have to figure out how to release the past and the burdens of attachments, the pain and suffering, the upset, the hurt, the illness, all of that. We we don't have to figure out how. Our Activity is the allow. Forget the how, just allow. Forget the how, just allow. Allowing is key. It's really key. Because if we're willing, we're allowing, and the resistance and the reluctance will fade away. So one of the my favorite sayings in regard to this that helped me so much when I was feeling resistant and reluctant was I would just keep saying, it's happening, it's happening now, it's being done, and it's being done by me. I am doing this. I'm doing this healing work by choosing to be willing. I am choosing to be willing even though I feel resistant, reluctant, maybe feel stupid or stuck. Whatever it is you're feeling, you can say, Despite the resistance, the reluctance, the stuckness I feel, I am willing to have transformation. I'm willing to let the past go. I'm willing to step into my true identity. I'm willing to partner up. So this is why I have a list of willingness affirmations that I share with you. And uh, now I have the willingness cards. You can use those cards uh, um, for Masterful Living students. And 
to support you in focusing on what you can place your attention on. And we'll get into these tools more when I know everybody has them and has their workbooks and things like that. And there's plenty to do already right now. So it's so important not to go into overwhelm. Remember, a little bit a day is the thing that's going to carry you to miraculous, amazing healing. It does every year for so many people. So we're learning to allow instead of trying to figure out how. Anytime you're trying to figure out how, the ego is in charge. The personality is in charge. Ego, personality, small self, selfish self, all names for what to me is the same thing. So we're in Masterful Living, in these classes, in my classes, I am focused on remembering the true identity because that's the fastest path to our healing is our willingness to remember that we're already perfect, we're already whole, we're already as holy as holy can be. So we're actually learning how to forget or disconnect from identifying with a false self, one that's selfish and stupid and foolish and... Uh, lost and limited, experiencing lack, and remembering that we are part of God, part of the infinite, and just as God is the all in all, and God is perfect love, wisdom, beauty, truth, wholeness, freedom, clarity, purity, creativity, love, and all of these spiritual qualities, so are we. We're the microcosm. God is the macrocosm. And through this year, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to look at specific patterns of upset and how to focus on easily undoing them using spiritual methods so we don't have to analyze them and we don't have to dig into them. But it's valuable for us to recognize what they are and to set our goals and intentions around them. So that's what we're focusing on in the contract. We're focusing on what is it that we would really truly like to experience this year and how would we like to feel at the end of the year and so we're going to really be looking at this because if you don't know where you're going you won't recognize the signs of how to get there along the way so i was talking earlier in this series about following a trajectory we're go planning the trajectory for the year, of where we'd like to end up at the end of the year. And the only way we're going to get there is through course correction. But if you don't have any idea where you'd like to end up at the end of the year, you will not recognize the signs along the way. I see this year after year, people 
are just not willing to do the contract, they're afraid to do the contract, they're resistant, all of these things. That's why I say if you feel super resistant, and some people give me the contract in September. doesn't matter when you do it so much, but the sooner you can do it, obviously, you're, you're enabling yourself. And it's also a confidence booster. But I, I want to make it really clear. I understand what it is to feel like a spiritual failure because for years and years and years and years, I made New Year's resolutions and goals and things that I did not stick to. And I felt like a failure. I felt like I didn't have the stick to it ability. So the pieces that I'm giving you are tested and tried. That the people, sometimes people will say, you know, I know that it would have brought me more benefit if I read my contract in the morning and in the night, like you suggest, or I memorized my contract and I went over it when I was doing things throughout the day, the dishes, going to the bathroom, walking down the hallway, picking up the mail, waiting for the kids after soccer. If I had memorized my contract and I could have energized it a few times a day, I know it would have made a huge difference in my life. But you know what? I wrote it, I put it away, I forgot about it, and I just pulled it out. It's the end of the year, and I can't believe it. My contract still manifested. And so what I say to that is, imagine if they had put some real attention on it. Maybe it would have manifested in the spring and not by the end of the year. Because I have seen that happen. I've seen people who really worked on their contracts. They manifested their contract in March, had to write a new contract. It's up to you. It's up to you. And I am so eager and willing to support you at whatever level you'd like to play. So you will, in order to do the work here in the contract, one of the things you're going to need is uh, the work that we did last week in the visioning. And you'll, you'll have... Um, uh, clear instructions here for me. So here we go. So we're going to take the insights from the life visioning that we did last week, week two of New Year's Intentions, to begin to draft a contract. And sometimes it takes quite a while to really feel like you've settled on a contract. That doesn't matter. Just keep working it. It's really worth it. I know this for a fact. And so your contract is going to have three aspects to it, your aspiration, your intention, and your goals. Now, your aspiration your, is really about fulfilling this life purpose or this highest vision for your life. So what I would like to do is open up the lines and see if anybody got anything last week about what the highest vision or divine idea for their life is. And so I'm going to invite a star two if you'd like to raise your hand and share on the, the lines. Star two. Anybody uh, get something for what is the divine idea, whole purpose of their life that they'd be willing to share here?
All right, we've got somebody in Van Nuys. I'm going to unmute you. Hey there. Hello, how are you, Jennifer? I'm great. Who's this? Great, this is Alexa. Hey, Alexa. How are you? Very good. Hi. Um, good. Uh, yeah, I had um teacher come up and then love <laughs> after that. So, um, yeah, that was that's what kept coming up for me. I kept kept hearing and seeing teacher and love. Mm. But I don't know how we Yeah. <laughs> so you're you're laughing, so maybe you feel a little nervous about that? Well, it's interesting. I've I've done teaching before in, in many different ways. Um, I've worked with kids for many years, um, but I I thought it was interesting that the I kept feeling this the emotion and and just the sense of teacher of love, which um, is a, I guess would be new for me. Mm. Teacher of love. Yeah, I'm not sure how that would manifest, but that's what. coming up. (laughs) Okay. All right. So we're going to draw from that. Uh, It's it's perfect and beautiful. We're going to draw from that. And so just, just, you know, just uh, brainstorming here with you, Alexa, something Mm -hmm. that you could put down as your aspiration for the year based on that is my aspiration is to be the most joyful teacher of love I can be. Or just my aspiration this year is to be a joyful teacher of love. Uh, that's I'm just kind of putting my own spin on it. But so mm-hmm. that the aspiration for the year, very simple, very, very simple, nothing complex, so that you mm-hmm. know what it is and you, you won't forget it. Because one of the things I notice is that uh, it's very common for people, uh, I might ask them later in the year, I'll say, well, what's your aspiration for this year? And they're like, well, I can't remember. Oh, (laughs) that is important to note, (laughs) that you can't remember what your aspiration is. So whatever that aspiration is, uh, maybe you didn't have any resonance with it. Maybe it didn't feel Mm -hmm. possible for you. Maybe it didn't feel connected to your heart. So how can we connect that to the heart? Then that becomes the question. So, uh, but you can see how it can be a very simple aspiration. It's maybe the, my my aspiration is simply to be a teacher of love everywhere I go in everything I do. Mm -hmm. So, for a lot of people, and this might be true for you, Alexa, it could be so bold. It seems so bold. Well, I have no idea how that could happen. I have no idea what that will look like exactly. Therein lies our willingness to simply take the guidance and say, okay, I am willing. Even though I don't know how, I am willing to allow. Mm-hmm. How does that feel to you, Alexa? It feels healing. It feels really good, actually. It definitely feels like I don't know how. <laughs> yeah. It it feels light and warming. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, it feels really good. Yeah. Yeah, and I can honestly say that um, 
for years, uh, I did this visioning work on a regular basis, uh, almost maybe every month, and um, I just kept and I did it with other people and groups, and other people would get the same things I got for me, and uh, I would get the same things they got for them. Uh, it might be slightly different wording, but the essence was the same. And so this is something that you can, once you have, uh, I think I said this last week, to, to do this with friends where everybody visions for one person and then the next person, and then you just compare notes. Um, mm -hmm. Because people often get very excited when they realize th that they're getting all getting the same information. Um, I particularly, one of my favorite things to do is to do this with people for their marriages or uh, their weddings or for their relationship or their business to vision and people will be like, oh my God, I got the same symbol as you. I got the same this as you. Oh my God. <laughs> and that's when people start to realize that they're really, they're getting in tune and that there is a higher vision um, and they're they're tuning into it. It's tunable. That's that's amazing. Yeah. So I I do encourage people who have spiritual friends that they could do that with, or a partner that they could do that with, to because you've got the recording there, and you can do that. So, um, thank you. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Did you have anything else you'd like to share around it? Um, no, I, that was very helpful because I, I did um, um, finding freedom as well and, and kind of the contract in the beginning. I think I found myself forgetting and, and, like you said, making it clear and easy and that you, you remember and that it resonates really helps because, um, yeah, you're going to remember. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And, it, you know, sometimes the ego gets involved in our contract, and then after a couple months, if we're actually working with the contract and haven't forgotten about it, then we'll realize, yeah, you know what, I'd like to rewrite this thing. And that's a good thing. It's never a bad thing uh, mm -hmm. because clarity is always nourishing and healing. So uh, being able to work with our contract on a regular basis, it just brings so much clarity. And, um, well, thank you. Thank you for bravely going uh, and sharing your <laughs> vision with us. Sure, thank you. Yeah. Anybody else have anything that uh, came up for them in the highest vision or divine idea for their life? We can work on another aspiration. All right. Looks like Hans here. Actually, <laughs> the name is Karine. It comes under my husband's name because the phone is in his name. <laughs> ah, okay. So my name is Karine from Georgia. Um, I had mother come up, but I'm not sure about that. It's kind of controversial for me oh. because... <laughs> In the sense that I um been married 35 years and it was a very difficult marriage, which is on its way to healing now, thank God. But three years ago, I lost my son to um, drugs and, mm -hmm. you know, problems of life or whatever. And um, I know that 
uh, once when he was a teenager, he told me something about I didn't even know how to be a mother. And we healed from all that. I mean, before he died, thank God, we had a very much better relationship and everything. But my husband didn't have a mother, (laughs) or at least his mother abandoned him when he was two. And sometimes I would tell him, I'm not your mother, I'm your wife, (laughs) in the problems that we were having. So I don't know if I'm trying to make up for something or just to get healing from the past since Mm. I'm already really experiencing um, a lot of freedom with with uh, after three years it's going to be three years with my son and I'm about to um, put his ashes away and everything next month and I'm feeling good about it actually I'm actually feeling uh, that right now we are at a much better place than we've always been my husband and I we are here separate from the family and all the distractions that were I think um, impeding progress <laughs> sort of Mm. And one of my highest teachers, my my greatest teachers, was my son, mm-hmm. who was um, two years old. He was when my husband and I got married, so he was like a stepfather. And um, and before he died, he told me, "Mom, I love Hans. I don't have anything to reproach to him. All the things that happened between us, I know he wanted the best for me." And that was such a revelation for me, and that was such an example of love from my son that I feel that that um unconditional love, that compassion I think mm-hmm. is beginning to to come out of me a little bit. I mean that's what I think wants to wants to come through me now. Mm. And I think that this is what the class will help me to do because I've read a lot of books and I've I mean I've done the I read the book also on the um uh, what do you call that again? The um the Course in Miracles. Mm-hmm. I, read, I read that five years ago, mm-hmm. and um, I did last year with James Twyman every day listening to that also. So I've been growing, but not really experiencing, sort of, you know. So it's all in the head, and I feel that, you know, mother, mm. I'm not sure why. <laughs> I got the word that came to me, and I'm, and maybe I'm the one who's coming up with all these um, things. Yeah, That's another thing. I've always had a problem being sure and making decisions. Uh, so I think that I'm about to be releasing that, but it yes. does not come in that easily. Yes, well, that's a very common thing, Kareen, that people wonder, is this divine inspiration or is this me just making Me, exactly. Up? Right. <laughs> that I... I I think almost every spiritual student I've ever met uh, goes through that experience. And we, we get into that more in the Masterful Living classes. But the the basic thing about how to know whether or not you're getting some guidance or you're just making stuff up is really how, what's the feeling tone of it? What is the essence of it? Because the ego will always speak to us in fear-based thoughts. You should do this. You better do that. You better not do that. Don't do that. That would be stupid. It, right. the, the ego's always got some aspect of what it's communicating that's fear-based. And the higher self is always communicating in that seemingly still small voice. It's simple. It's highly repetitive. 
it's uh, without any judgments or opinions, and um, it doesn't shout, it, it doesn't have an attitude, it's just very simple, just comes in, teacher of love, mother. And uh, so right now, all of humanity is experiencing in remarkable ways the real return of the Divine Mother, and who was really banished um, because we closed our hearts to to love in humanity, and we're opening our hearts to love again. And that is the nature of the Divine Mother is love. And the nature of the Divine Father is will. And so uh, I know for myself, this is a major aspect of my calling, is to teach about love and compassion, which is the teachings of the Divine Mother. And which doesn't mean that the Divine Father isn't loving, of course. All aspects of the Divine are loving. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh... Well, I'm, I'm, I'm for all for the, love and com- for the love and compassion, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that is something that I really, that, that, uh, you know, that I really, that inspire, I'm very inspired by that, so... Mm. Well, and as you're going along in the class, keep opening your mind and and just ask your higher self, the I Am Presence, the Divine, the Holy Spirit, to say, you can say, tell me more. What does Mother mean? Tell me more. I'd like to understand this. Okay. I'd like to really know the highest vision for my life so that I can live it. Right. And then you can go on about your way. You don't have to make it happen, it will come. It will just come. Mm-hmm. It will come, and when it comes, you'll know it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So for now, I would say there's more clarity to come uh, in how to work with this as your aspiration, and it will come. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you, Kareen. All right, so those are some uh, aspects, uh, really perfect examples of working with the aspiration and the highest vision or divine idea for our life. And then the next part of the visioning was this. It was, in order to fulfill the highest vision or divine idea for my life, I must become and embody what? What must I become and embody? And so those things are going to relate to your intention. So in considering what it is that you got from the visioning that you are to become and embody, in order to be the one you would like to be at the beginning of next year, in order to be the one who fulfills this aspiration, What is it you must become and embody? So you'll write intentions around that. So, for instance, um, and anybody who has what you were to become and embody from last week, 
if you can, if you'd be willing to share. Anybody willing to share? Okay, we've got someone here in Missouri. Hey there. Hi, Jennifer. This is Connie. Say it again. Connie. Connie. Hey, yes. Connie. Hear me? Yes. What did you get? I got purification. Purification. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. How how perfect. That's exactly what Masterful Living is all about, purifying the the mind from all the crazy beliefs that we've acquired. Right. And also physically, too. I was picking up, you know, removing the body of toxins with, you know, mm-hmm. what I put in the body. Oh, wonderful. Because we're going to do a whole section on loving the body and healing the body. So we'll definitely be talking about that then. So perfect. Good. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, your intention, uh, we've got a couple intentions already here uh, that I can hear. So an intention might be, um, my intention is to purify my mind of all false beliefs. I love it. Yeah, my intention is to release all toxicity from my body, mind, spirit. And obviously you can come up with a few here. And and then uh, we'll, we'll take this into the goals here because uh, goals are related to the action steps part of um, uh, the visioning. So what are some of the goals? And also your intentions can be related to what you need to release. So you you got to become... You got purification to embody right. purification. Did you get specifics on what to release? Um, I got. I need to exercise to release stagnant energy from the body, and drink more water to remove toxins and energize the body. Okay, great. <laughs> so. Uh, I I could see where an intention might be. My intention is to to fully embody my luminous, radiant nature, something like that. Uh, My intention is to express vitality, luminosity, and radiance Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Okay. Something like that, because okay. that, rather than, one of the things about stating these, all these kinds of statements is, instead of saying, oh, I'd like to stop being such a jerk, you know, or, I'd, oh, I'd really like to stop complaining, or I'd really like to stop uh, this or that, or I, uh, my intention is to um, uh, stop doing anything. To we place it in the positive because we want to. We we we're intending to keep our intention 
on what it is we'd like to experience and stop looking at everything through the lens of what we don't want. Okay. Yes, this is one of the major shifts that we're going to work on over the whole year is to stop framing everything in what we don't like and don't want and start framing everything in what we would like and what we're calling forth and what we're willing to experience. So uh, you might have those kinds of intentions, and then you can have some goals. My goal is to to feel vibrant at all times and to feel physically fit and to shine uh, the light of love into all the activities of my life. So you could also have some goals. My goal is to fully embrace an exercise program that perfectly works for me and restores my energy. So you can see that some people might say, well, my my goal this year is to get in shape. Yeah, okay. But what you can feel the difference between my goal this year is to get in shape. My goal is to find, uh, is to fully embrace an exercise program that really works for me, that I love and that brings me miraculous healing benefits. So keep op- we keep op- as I, as I do this, my mind just keeps opening more as what, well what what is the expansion that we're really looking for? Whereas mm-hmm. just saying, you know, get in shape. Eh. Well, who decides I'm in shape now? You know, is it the ego going to decide that? But I th- I think we kind of know when we feel radiant. I think we kind of know. Uh, I think we really do know when we've embraced an exercise program that we love. Right. And I've got to tell you, I would rather hang out with people who have an exercise program that they love than a whole bunch of people who are in shape because it's going to be a different dynamic in the group. Makes sense. Yes, because a lot of people motivate themselves to get in shape because they feel like a loser, they feel bad, and they feel wrong, and they feel stupid. And we're getting rid of those motivations. Everything you're saying makes perfect sense to me. So putting these goals down, my goal is to fully embrace an exercise program that I love and embody health and wholeness and luminosity and joy and freedom and all the spiritual qualities that are my true nature. Now that could be an intention, could be a goal. Some people will say, my goal is to quit smoking this year. Well, that's not a bad goal or anything, but let's just see if we can do a little better on that. Um, so there's a lot of people set that as a goal. I'd like to quit smoking this year. Now, I, I've quit smoking a few times. So quitting smoking isn't necessarily the end of smoking, if you get what I mean. 
because mm-hmm. I quit smoking a few times. I quit, I went back. I quit, I went back. I quit, I went back. So quitting smoking isn't the hard part. <laughs> it's hard if you don't really want to, then it's hard. But if you do it because you think you should, then it's hard. But right. yeah, but if you love yourself and you love your body, you're not going to want to smoke. I just, I really believe that. Because for myself, when I moved into that place with my body and my being that I love myself, I just wasn't interested in smoking anymore at all. And the last time I quit was a just a nothing. It didn't bother me. There was no big pain or suffering. And I had no interest in ever going back. Because I had turned a corner in my self-love. So a goal could be, or an intention could be, to really, like an intention could be, uh, my intention is to fully love myself and my body. My goal could be, my goal is to take excellent care of my body. So that I feel great all the time. Yeah, you give me a lot to work with. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm I'm thinking of other people too, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So you you said that one of the things is you feel that there's stagnant energy. Right. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that really do you know? Have you ever heard of the the expression chi? Yes. So chi is another word for energy. And so uh, a lot of people suffer tremendously because of the stagnant chi and the block mm-hmm. chi. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I injured my back last year, first injury I've ever had that I can think of in my whole life. And... Um, so I started going to the acupuncturist. At first, I was going twice a week to help uh, with the healing. And a, a lot of it was because of that, that's what acupuncture is about. It's about moving that chi. And uh, that was a wonderful tool for me. Uh, it's been going to, for acupuncture. And uh, I love my acupuncturist. She's a, 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 she's a doctor. She's a doctor of uh eastern medicine chinese medicine and she's really quite brilliant and very helpful and because uh, one of the things that i've had a challenge with here in hawaii is it's very humid and my body just does not like humidity so uh working with the acupuncture and the, the giving me an exam every week she'll say oh you've got to cut back on the fruit a little bit you're having a little too much fruit your dampness is getting too intense and um she she's able to really help me fine tune and so um one thing that does support movement of chi is acupuncture and i know one of the greatest things to move the chi is prayer and, to, and that's also my goal, too. Yes. And so have you gotten your workbooks yet? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, 
there's a whole section on prayers in there and what i and we'll are we'll be talking about prayer for a number of weeks coming up i do a whole sequence on prayer power a very i just love it it's one of my favorite things to do every year and uh so but You've, you'll have the prayer for partnering up here. And, of course, there, there's all kinds of places where you can find other people's prayers. And I'm going to teach you how to pray, if you don't already know, how to be a powerful prayer. And uh, that prayer, of course, nobody really needs instruction because the prayer of, from the heart is the most powerful thing. And I encourage you and everyone to pray out loud and to pray often and to really put your energy into it and it will get your chi moving. Sounds awesome. Yes, it is awesome. Anything else that you can feel that you'd like to shift this year? Uh. That is really what came up when I did the exercise, but I think I'm going to go back and redo it tomorrow and just go a little bit deeper with it. Okay, great. Yeah, that that'll be uh that'll be very helpful to you, Connie. Yeah, thank, thank you, Jennifer. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Yes. All right. Give me just a second here. Let's see if anybody else has anything they'd like to. Oh, got a bunch of hands raised all of a sudden. All right. So we've got, um, I'm just going to call the names as they're here. Barbara. Uh, Hey, Barbara. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. Well, this voice inside of me just says this is your opportunity to continue to put it out there with you. It's really the first time in my life that I really put it out into the world because I really felt like I just needed to be inside because no Mm -hmm. one would really relate to it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So... um, what I got was to shine my light and love out into the world, um, fully, fully embody in every moment the divine light I am, body, mind, heart, and soul. Uh, what must I release? Release all ideas and behaviors that are caused from believing my life is about surviving. Release all distractions, addictions, and separation, aloneness, thoughts, and actions um, that really prevent me from experiencing my light. Mm -hmm. And when you talked about, uh, and it is about, you know, embracing my body, which has been a really hard thing to do, because I Mm -hmm. kind of associate it with the density of Earth. And this 3D kind of constricting whatever. Um, But I I have to tell you, I listened um, this weekend and I went to a yoga experience. And it was a meditation about the full moon. It was uh, essential oils leading into this meditation to rise into our highest. And then it was yoga. And I never felt... It was such an affirmation 
Jennifer, when you said mm. find what you love, mm. my body was joyful. Mm. I was breathing into it like I've never breathed into it. Mm. Stretching my body and just feeling it and letting the light come in through. So I do believe the the these prayers are helping so much um to open that guidance and follow yeah. it. Um but I just wanted to say that I, there's still that survival that just it's like it just catches me. Mhm. Pulls me down into racing to just survive and have enough money and have enough roof over my head, and it just grabs me. So what can I do as a counteracting prayer? Mm-hmm. Just reinforcing right now. Yes. Great question. So that, you know, being, you also mentioned addiction and mm-hmm. separation. And in my experience, being in survival mode is highly addictive. Oh, yeah. So just just some things just to bring some more mindfulness to it, and we can go into this more during the rest of the year. But just to start it off, because a lot of people are in survival mode, and survival mode is also managing and coping. And this mm-hmm. is something I talk a great deal about because I used to be in survival mode and managing and coping tremendously. And it's it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. It is so, it's so draining of our energy because it's so completely fear-based. So the most fundamental thing about being in survival mode is the most foundational belief there is that we are not supplied by the infinite. Yeah. We have to figure it out. We're on our own. And we don't have enough resources. Mm-hmm. And enough support. Exactly. Yeah. Now, the only reason that we fall into that mindset, and I, I'm talking from my own experience of having been in that mindset, is because we've cut ourselves off from the source of support. Hmm. We've cut ourselves off from the infinite, ever-flowing supply. And how we cut ourselves off from it literally is by clinging to opinions and judgments, untrue thoughts, and holding those in our heart and cherishing those thoughts, who's right, who's wrong, all of that stuff in our heart. And so... A Course in Miracles talks about um, everything can be laid on the altar for us to receive, but the altar is so crowded with our opinions and our judgments. Mm. Because the altar, A Course in Miracles calls the altar, our, our heart, the altar, the altar of God. And so it says the temple is very important. So the temple is the body, and but the altar is, don't lose sight of the altar. So the, the the fundamental thing here to move out of that survival mode, to move out of a, a, the addictions and all of these things, the separation, and 
in order to be able to put your light out into the world, it's truly about living from your heart mm. and making room in your heart for the flow of love. So it's uh, what I call taking out the trash. <laughs> <laughs> taking out the trash I think it, for me it helps to call it trash because then I'm like yeah this is trash it's stinky doo-doo let's get it out of here and mm -hmm. um, stinky doo-doo these are professional terms for, <laughs> you know um, uh, so your aspiration would be around putting your light out into the world now the thing is is you don't actually have to put your light out into the world it's more about shine your light yes yes into the world and yes. uh then it, it, people will find you as people have found me so it's an and, inner outer versus outer exactly inner yes and that's well, the whole key i can shine my light out and teach others facilitate others but i am now back to you know they there was a saying of having your light on inside the house mm -hmm. versus just putting a little porch light out there mm -hmm. but, but the light has to be on inside of you oh that's a beautiful beautiful metaphor I know. I don't yeah. know. Oh my God! Especially where so many people have just been on the, in the northeast of the United States, been slammed with all this snow. If you were looking for a refuge, would you go to the house that has the lights on in the house, or just the one that has the porch light on? Yes. <laughs> That's perfect. Yes. And you know what Jesus said? And I literally believe, Barbara, that it is the greatest marketing advice of all time. And it's this. If I be lifted up, I draw all unto me. Yes. Oh, that just sends chills through me. And that's the thing that I realized a decade or so ago. I realized, oh, I don't have to figure out how to promote anything all i must do is live it lift yes. myself up and then people will be drawn by the light yes. so that that is really how i operate mm. i don't have to try and get anybody to do anything mm -mm. and it's a huge relief and that's why I can say in so many of my marketing emails, trust your in, your intuition. You will know if this is right for you. If it's not right for you, I don't have to say, you know, with it to anyone, uh, you know, if you don't do this, you'll keep suffering. Like, what? No, I don't have to use those kinds of languaging. So, um so you can begin to work with your aspiration around shining your light. Uh just shining your light. And then the intentions can be around. So the opposite of surviving is thriving. Yes. And the op opposite, in a sense, of addiction is feeling free. Mm. 
So you can set intentions or include some in your aspiration around this to shine my my aspiration is to shine my light mm. so that people will be inspired to choose freedom and love or something I mean you you'll see what comes to you but you could set an intention around thriving you could set an intention around freedom mm-hmm. and it's really about feeling like you're thriving feeling free yes because I'll tell you I used to work with a lot of people specifically in regard to their finances and um I learned so much because I had a number of clients that were multimillionaires and they had uh assets that were worth millions of dollars and every single one of them was terrified that they didn't have enough money mm-hmm. terrified and it was their constant thing. I'm just so worried I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money. They were worried about losing money or people taking money or making money decisions that were bad or wrong. This was their constant train of thought. And I had one client that came to me and said, can you help me manifest $3 million? And I said, why Why would you like to manifest $3 million? Let's start with that. And they said, because if I had $3 million, then I know I would feel free. Mm. And so I said, well, I'll just tell you, I've got other clients that have more than $3 million, twice as much as that, but they do not feel free. So what makes you think that $3 million will make you feel free? Well, I've run the numbers, and if I had $3 million, then I would feel that I could do this and I could do that, and that would make me feel free. And so I said, well, I know that you believe that. I know that you think that. But let me just say, empirically, in the mind of God, it's not true. That nothing in this world of form can make anyone feel free. Mm. You might feel free for a minute or a week or a month, but it it's no substitute for actually being free. And being free and feeling free comes from your mind is free from attachments. And so I said, rather than focus on trying to get $3 million and then being so disappointed that you don't feel free when you get it, why don't you focus on feeling prosperous, abundant, wealthy, and free and not attach a limitation to it? Because maybe it's your karma to easily manifest 40 or $50 million. Don't limit it to three. So that was <laughs> where we worked, you see. And mm. so um, releasing the surviving is really about being willing to thrive. Now, a lot of people choose to go into uh, really intense limited thinking because that those limitations – uh, it's like um, especially young dogs or d- when you get an older dog and it's new to your home, they will often feel safe if you crate them at night 
or when you leave the house. They feel better if they're restricted to the crate. Mm -hmm. And so some people put a lot of restrictions on themselves. They make their life very, very hard because then the parameters are very, very narrow. And they they don't have a lot of they don't feel like they have a lot of choices and they like that restriction it makes them feel comfortable and um i i know when i first started counseling people i'd say what would you, what would you like your life experience to be and they'd be like what and i'd say well, you have unlimited possibility in your life. You're coming here for counseling. So let's just start with what would you like your life to be like? And they would say, I'm, I'm, you lost me. What is, I don't understand this question. What would I like? I said, well, what, how would you like to experience your life? What, what is it you'd like to experience that you don't already experience? And they would just ask me again and again. I, I'm just really not getting you, Jennifer. And I'd say, okay, why don't you tell me what you are experiencing? And then they'd tell me these tales of woe and lack and limitation and suffering. And I'd say, wow, you are such a powerful manifester. Because in the process of telling me all their suffering of lack and limitation, they would tell me what they thought about their life. And it was so clear that their thoughts were manifesting as their experience. And I'd say, you're such a powerful manifester. Wow, you are, like, seriously able to manifest exactly what you put your attention on. And they'd be like, I can't manifest anything. I said, no, 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 you've just been very clear what your thinking is, and you have manifested it. And they'd say, what? I'd say, Mm -hmm. yes. So imagine if you put your attention on what you'd like. That's a major part of what we're doing this year. So our goals, those action steps that support our aspiration and attention, uh, intention, uh, the goals are tangible things that we'd like to do in this world. So, you know, it'll be things like, um, now you mentioned uh, addiction. Yes. So... You could have a goal to uh, love yourself free of all self-medication. Because the thing is, is it's, it's not about just not smoking or not drinking or not overeating or not gambling or whatever the addiction is. It's not about that. Because we have to change things at the level of the mind in order to permanently change things at the level of the form. And we're really not upset because we're drinking and smoking and uh, addicted to video porn or what all what are all the different things that people are addicted to. It, it's all the same, really. It's all ex- expressions of uh, ways that we're... Uh, being unkind to ourselves and not loving ourselves and where we feel like a victim of our own mind and our own choices that we feel out of control and identified with the ego. And so what we do in Masterful Living is we work at the root cause so that things can be healed permanently. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, rather than managing and coping with the circumstances, we really move away from that. It's so tempting to work at the level of form. Like, I'm, I'm grossly overweight, so I'm going to go on a diet. Well, wait a minute. If you don't change your mindset, then your emotional habits of overeating aren't going to shift. So we have to work at the level of the mind in order to shift the emotions, and we'll get into this deeply in Masterful Living, in order to change things at the level of form. So what I would like to, I've got a few more people raising their hands here, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll keep uh, speaking to you as I'm speaking to them, uh, but you've got us off to a great start here, Barbara. Oh, thank you so much. You are welcome. Thank you. Yeah, because I yeah, I just want to throw out one thing, and maybe it relates to a lot. Mm-hmm. I really, in my intentions and goals, I was reinforced for shining my light out in the world from a little, little, little child. Mm. Because parents, and my, especially my mom, were so consumed with other things. And I was the youngest. So it was almost like, just smile and let me know you're okay because I have no energy or time for you, mm-hmm. okay? And so that's what I got reinforced over and over. You're really different. You're out there. You you know, just just let it, let me know you're okay and shine your light. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've learned to do. What I didn't have an example of is loving yourself. Mm. And so what you're, what you're helping us with, Jennifer, because it isn't just about stopping something. Mm-hmm. It, you're right. It's the cause of changing from survival to thriving and mm-hmm. from addiction to freedom, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so thank you so much. Yes. So I'm willing to feel free. I'm I, willing to know I'm already free. <sighs> yeah. 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 Oh, I, I am willing to thrive. <sighs> And it's, it's, I'm willing to thrive spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically in all areas of my life and to shine my light in the world. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You see, and we start putting our attention on these things. And for the people who are willing to do it, you get up in the morning and, uh, you'll see I, I have, different things about this as part of the Masterful Living program. But little things mean a lot. So one of the things, I'm just going to mute you out here, is I'm going to share this and move to the next person. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you so much, Jennifer. My pleasure. So you get up in the morning. First thing we do, we connect with the higher self. Higher self You're in charge today. Lead me, guide me all throughout the day. Show me the most loving choices. Not everybody will uh, do the prayer for partnering up before you get out of bed. But just mentally, as soon as you realize, oh, I'm awake. Oh, I'm back on earth, (laughs) or so it seems. Higher self, holy self. Today, I give this day to God. Today, my higher self is in charge Love is in charge. Love is leading me. I'm looking for the highest and best choices all throughout the day. I'm so grateful 
to stop figuring out how and to simply allow the love to be known as me. And then, and of course, some people like to call my prayer line before that, get out of bed. I totally support that. It's another way to go. And uh, for me, I like to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I like to go use the toilet. And I brush my teeth because all throughout the night, you've been exhaling and you have been uh, filling your mouth with the toxins from your breath. Uh, and uh, this is just a basic body function thing that, believe it or not, our uh, skin and our breath are part of the same system. They're actually part of the digestive system. And uh, the the skin is. And so we're releasing toxins through the skin and through the breath. And so the first thing in the morning, it's best to wash out your mouth, get rid of those toxins that your body's been working so hard to exhale all through the night. And so uh, that's why our mouth is, you know, not so sweet when we wake up in the morning is because we're exhaling all those toxins. So you brush your teeth, and then one of the things that you'll see in the Masterful Living course is I have what we call the medicine water. So at night before you go to bed, you put, and there's a video about this for the Masterful Living students, but it's very simple. You just you put your uh, glass of water by your bed, and you ask your angels to make it the perfect medicine for your body during the night. And so, and I do this every night. And then you wake up in the morning, <clears throat> brush your teeth, drink your water. And I, I like to put a, at least a 16-ounce glass of water there. And I drink that water. So I'm drinking that water before I'm having anything else as a, a love offering to my body. Uh, okay, so we've got a couple more people raising their hands here. We've got Kevin, it says, in Illinois. Here we go, Kevin. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for all you do. I love you, and you're such a blessing to my life. I really appreciate it. Oh, well, I love you too, Kevin. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> so the reason I raised my hand is I was going to share my intention oh, that um, I wrote down. So um, my intention is to release uh, self-judgment and opinions in order to embrace my worthiness so that I can have the courage and freedom to connect with my divine passion to become a spiritual counselor and teacher. So the thing is I, I feel like, well, I know I was called – um, to the Course in Miracles about five years ago. I really didn't know what it was. It kind of just came in a dream, and it came to me, and I started to um, become a part of it and read and and understand it. And in the process of doing so, I understood that my career was to be sort of a counselor and spiritual teacher. Mm. And so um, I happened to be a surgeon, and so my life was dedicated to school my whole life and a lot of education. And so 
for my mind to, to kind of turn and understand that, you know, what I've done is, is a great thing that I've done in my life. It's really not my passion. Mm-hmm. And I feel my passion is going to be more in uh, spirituality and teaching and facilitating. So what I did a year and a half ago is I went through uh, Pathways of Light and I became an ordained minister and I finished the program earlier this last year. And so this next year, because um, I wanted to do Master of Living last year, it just was on my mind that I need to get into it and do that in order to um, try to take myself to the next level. And so that's where I am right now. Beautiful. You're going for it. I am going for it. 100, <laughs> 100 miles an hour. Yeah. yeah, good for you. That's wonderful. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Well, I'm sure this year is going to be amazing for you. I hope so. I really do. And I try to live everything that I embody. I try to do every single thing that I can and to incorporate it into my life. And it's really changing my life. I've gone from the survival mode that you were talking about earlier into thriving. And just like you said about manifesting, everything in my life was a problem, a problem, a problem. It's because that's what I believed, and I manifested because I am a great manifester. Mm. And the minute I changed the, into the positivity of things, I manifest so much positivity right now. It's almost ridiculous, and I'm just so grateful for it, and it's amazing. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, and one of the things is I want to uh, share a couple of things here. So... Uh, in terms of people working on the contract. And uh, so let me share a couple of things here with you and just see if that uh, shifts anything for you, Kevin, because what you read is beautiful and it's a bit complex. It it would serve me. It may not serve you, so but it would serve me to break it down and make it simpler statements. Uh so what what uh what I've learned is for the aspiration to really focus on how you aspire to be and to feel and to use that first part of the visioning of what the highest vision and the life purpose are uh not life purpose because I I I misspoke there because I really believe our our life purpose all of us is that purpose in the course of miracles which is to be truly helpful to be completely loving and we all have that same purpose but um as you know someone sharing their to be a, putting their light into the world uh to be a teacher of love uh, these kinds of things uh we have different expressions uh, some something related to mother. So the aspiration is really uh, how you aspire to be and to feel. And an example is my aspiration is to feel free and loving in every moment. So it might not be something related for some people to be a teacher or a light in this world. Um, It might simply be that my aspiration is to feel free and loving in every moment. And then for the intention, it's taking the information from the visioning that came through or the guidance or the insight and consider what it is that you're being guided to become and embody uh, 
in order to be the one who fulfills that divine idea or vision for your life. And so an example of that might be my intention is to release the habits of self-sabotage and self-medication in order to live a life of loving kindness. Or I intend to experience healing and prosperity at the highest level. And then some goals are related to the action steps that we got in the visioning. And the action steps, remember, were in support of uh, becoming the one who fulfills the vision for our life. So the action steps, which are the goals, are going to support your aspiration and intention. And so these are some of the concrete things that you'd like to accomplish this year. Uh, for example, we talked about uh, a goal about having an exercise program that I love uh, or having a goal to make um, at least one new like-minded friend with whom I can share my spirituality. A goal might be to um, have romantic partnership that's deeply fulfilling and passionate. So I think that putting those goals in there are great, and we're going to do some real examination of of some of these things. So that just may give you some more ideas of how to break down what you wrote, and I think what you wrote is beautiful, Kevin. Thank you. Yeah. Very helpful. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. All right, and we've got Anand. I think I'm saying that right. Yes. Hey, all right, Anand. Yes, yes, you said that. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, I just wanted to say, first of all, that um, I almost did, I, I didn't, I don't know how I made it through the day today. I just kind of, I was at my wits. I, 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 I totally had almost broken down today, and I, my wife, she um, had me lay down and just she handed me the laptop and said, just listen, just listen in. That's what somebody else had told me, just listen in. And I, and once I, um, once I started listening to what everybody was saying and stuff, I felt a tremendous amount of healing coming and going. A lot of times I feel that, I can't believe how much healing I felt since the beginning of this call. Um, it's just been wonderful to, to get that respite from from uh, this illness that I'm energizing. Um, <clears throat> so thanks for that. What my um, my uh, highest what what I must become or embody. What my first answer for that was truthful. And um, to let go of was guilt, suffering, sadness, drugs, um, discontent, madness, illusions of hate. Um, there's a lot of, I have uh, mental disorders and um, uh, that's why The Course in Miracles has helped me so much to work with my mind. Um, because I had a pretty divine experience when I was in college. And after that, my ego sort of took a hold of it and sort of, I, I, I kind of 
I, I was I, I went kind of crazy and I still sort of go through a lot of that with the processing the mental processing of it all it just seems like there's just too much and um, I'm, I feel like I'm trying to fight all ends of it like I'm just I, I there's just so much going on in my mind that I'm try, I'm I'm wanting to overcome the world if that makes any sense um but uh and i know that i'm getting a lot of divine <clears throat> ideas and thoughts for sure um happening um but in the midst of that i'm getting a lot of let's just say unhelpful inner chatter very unhelpful inner chatter which is why I say I want to be truthful because the truth is that I'm not these small concepts and these negative ideas that are rattling around in my mind. The truth is that I am much mightier than um, than my mind is letting me be because I feel like I have a little too many different I feel like I'm falling too many masters at the same time, and it's just kind of like I'm not, and and I and I'm feeling I want some healing in my marriage because I feel like over the last couple of years there's been some trauma there, and I've just been really controlling as far as what I feel like the spiritual practice should be around the house and stuff, and I feel like because I've been trying to control so much and correct so much and that's one thing I learned in Course in Miracles was do not correct your brother and then I uh, I didn't realize how much correction was going on with my in my family and stuff like that to every little detail and how much of, of how much I was doing of that too and so now I just want to heal and and, and I want to move on from this phase and sort of really live the teaching and really just embody that on uh, like without I, my vision my my picture was a, a peace sign what mm. I really I just want to I really do want to be living in this world in peace and 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 harmony but peace most I just peace is the only thing that I really well, uh, I, that really seems like necessary. The rest of it, I don't really need anything else. I, I I don't. I don't feel like I need anything more than peace. So I just want to hear if you had anything to say about these attack thoughts that I'm having mentally, um, or I've had them. I should say I'm not having them now, so they're not there. Um, <laughs> But uh, I don't know if you have any input on that. Yes, I do. And I'm just going to mute you out because there's a huge amount of feedback on your line. And um, uh, I appreciate your sharing. Very much I appreciate your sharing. And let me just say you're in the right place, Anna, because uh, you're going to experience uh, the healing this year because the course 
Massive Living Course is designed perfectly for what you would like to experience, everything that you just outlined to us. And it, it, it really is deeply transformational. You take it one step at a time. A lot of times what happens for, I would say, most people doing this work is we go through a period of mental and emotional detoxification. And for many of us, uh, for the last couple years, we've been experiencing a lot of ego intensity as we're moving into this detox. As we're consciously releasing the patterns that no longer serve us, we're experiencing uh, a detox. And so it's uh, intense. It's very intense. And the, the... the thing that can help us most is to consciously be consistently partnering up with the higher self and surrendering all attachment to the thoughts that, that we're thinking and arguing with the ego mind and really affirming over and over again what it is we would like. So echoing back to what I was sharing earlier, it's so powerful for us to be able to release attachment to thinking that these thoughts are true. So one of the foundational practices that is so transformative that we'll get into more deeply, but this year it's about really saying when these thoughts that don't serve us come up, Say, this is coming up for healing, and I would like to have a healing. So these thoughts, whatever the root cause of them is, I'm placing these thoughts on the altar, or I'm giving them to the higher Holy Spirit self, to the Holy Spirit. I'm offering them for healing. I'm no longer interested in thinking these thoughts anymore. I'm not interested in this pattern, in these thoughts, in these beliefs, in these experiences anymore. What I am interested in is love, peace, compassion, wholeness, freedom, joy, clarity, expansion, etc. So we're consciously saying, I'm not interested in these patterns anymore because the temptation is to, to to make it all real and say, oh, I'm in big trouble. Oh, I'm in survival mode. Oh, I'm freaking out. Oh, these things are totally natural to our, our training uh, as the ego mind to go into all of that and to suffer from it. And what we're doing in Masterful Living, which is what the Course in Miracles workbook is all about, is it's a mind training so that we begin to keep our attention focused on what we'd like to experience. And uh, there's um, there's great benefit that comes from consciously refocusing the mind again and again and again. And so... We're here to hold you in prayer and to know the truth for you and about you. And uh, thank you. Thank you for your willingness to share. And we're over time here, so I am going to say a prayer and close this out. And what I would like to, um, I'd just like to say a couple things here more before I do that. 
So I'm going to go a bit over here. One of the things that I'd like to give you this week to do is you've been writing for the last couple of weeks, making lists of how you use your time, your emotional energy, your physical energy, and your attention. It's so important to really continuously be taking that inventory. Now what I'd like you to do, is, as you're preparing to draft your contract here, to start with listing what it is you'd really like. Okay, so you've been making notes for the last couple of weeks of what it is that you're investing your time, energy, emotions, and attention in. Now, what is it that you'd like? Now, sometimes people just would like to make a list of the things they'd like in terms of things in the material world. So go ahead, knock yourself out, write a list of everything you'd, you'd like. And some people have a bucket list. One of my best friends, she's always telling me what's on her bucket list. I've got one thing on my bucket list, attaining enlightenment. That's my bucket list. <laughs> That's it. That's all I'm interested in. That's my bucket list. And I love President Obama says he doesn't have a bucket list. He has a list that rhymes with bucket. So we can imagine what's on that list. Anyway, just to inject a note of humor. So, Making, you can make a list of the things that you want, and you can make a list of the experiences you'd like to have. Also make a list of the emotional shifts you'd like to have. So think in terms of release and replace. So if you have a habit of worry, if you'd like to have an emotional shift to feeling peaceful and safe and provided for, write that down. So what are the things that you'd like to release? What are the patterns, mentally, emotionally, physically, what are the patterns that you would like to release? What would you like to replace them with? Start thinking in this way. This is critical to having a deeply transformative year. So think about the mental shifts, okay? Because worry is also, it starts mentally, and then we start to move into our emotional body with it. And if we don't stop it at the mental or the emotional level, it translates into our body and we feel tension. So start thinking about the mental, emotional, and physical shifts you'd like to make. What would you like to release? What would you like to replace it with? You may not know what you'd like to replace it with yet, but it'll come to you. This is not something to rush through. This, this is work that will change your life. Will change your life. It really, really will. Edwin Gaines is a wonderful spiritual teacher and she says that people treat, what she actually says is people treat Sears and Roebuck, which is a store for the people outside the United States, they treat Sears better than they treat God because at least in Sears, they don't go in and say, oh, just give me something you think I'd like. They go in there and they say, I'd like a refrigerator. I'd like to buy a refrigerator. Help me get a refrigerator. Now, one of the things that's part of this work that may be, uh, require a great deal more is this. 
for everything that you think you want on your list, write down what you think that thing will bring you. Three million dollars equals freedom. It doesn't equal freedom. So start to notice the things on your list. What is it you think it will bring you in terms of how you feel and your beingness? Because this is what we're going to focus on. So people think that material things are going to make them feel a certain way or be a certain way. Oh, if I had the perfect body, then I would have the perfect mate, which means I would have life support, which means I would feel free. And it's just not true. It's just these are all made-up fairy tale stories. So we're going to actually shift into having the life we want or actually the life we desire. And to that end, focus on what you'd like, not what you don't like. And so we're moving out of thinking, I'd like to stop feeling so sad all the time. Instead, I'd like to feel joyful and peaceful all of the time. And one of the other things for you to begin to work on this year, but start it now, because we're going to really focus on this as we move into the intentionality of our thoughts and our words, there are five words I'm going to invite you to become very aware of every time you use them. The five words are want, need, always, never, and should. So very briefly, we'll get into this much more during the the year, but if you there's something you think you want or something you think you need, you're identified with the ego, the smaller selfish self, and you're energizing lack and limitation. Because nobody wants or needs what they know they already have. So we all have the consciousness to manifest what we have the ability to manifest whatever we'd like, but if our consciousness isn't there, we're going to manifest what we don't like, if that's where our attention is. So remember, over the course of this year, we're shifting our attention from what we don't like and don't want to what we do like and what we desire. Desire, the root of the word desire is desire. The Father. So we're moving into alignment in our heart with the Mother, Father, God presence. And so in giving up the needing and the wanting and moving into we desire to feel free. Now, always and never, those are two words that really only apply to the truth. The truth is always constant. It's always the same. The truth is true for everyone. And there's only one truth. There's no personal versions or interpretations of the truth. There's just the truth is true for everyone all the time, always and forevermore. It's like we're eternal beings. We're not temporary. We're eternal. We're unlimited. We're unprecedented. All of us 
all the time. We may not believe it, so we may not experience it. But that doesn't mean we're not eternal and unlimited. So we're really working at the level of the mind here. So most of the time, when people use the words always and never, they're totally identified with the ego. And so uh, you, the ways that you know that you're identified with the ego are very quickly, you're using the words want, need, always, and never. I want this. I want that. I don't want this. I don't want that. I, you'll notice that in this class alone, if you listen to it, I started to say want, and then I changed it. I said I'd like. You'll notice that I do that in almost every class. I correct myself because I'm interested in only affirming that which benefits all. Now, always and never, we use those words very freely when we say things like, oh, he always lets me down. He never does it the way I ask him to do. Start to watch for those statements because those statements are just pure ego. And unless you'd like to experience more of it, cut it out. Cut it out of your thinking. So, and the word should. It's very rare that I hear anybody use the word should that they are not smack dab in the middle of some big old judgment they're trying to lay on somebody, including themselves. So that should word Every time it comes up, just go right into gratitude. Same with wanting, needing, always and never. Just every time you hear any of those five words come through your mind, correct yourself and just say, oh, I'm so glad I can surrender that thought. Don't need that thought anymore. There's the ego. There is the ego, which is nothing trying to be something, and it never will, because <laughs> it won't. There's a good use of never. The ego's never going to be anything because it is nothing. There's that's how you can use uh the word never. So, but when you're uh, talking about other people or you're talking about yourself, it's almost always ego. So, let's not energize that stuff anymore. <sighs> I love doing this, oh, and I'm so grateful for your joining into it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, one last thing before I pray us out and play a song. Uh, my apologies that I don't have the transcripts yet um, for last week, the transcript. Uh, there's been a delay. I've hired some new transcribers, and it's just taking a bit more to get the transcript to the level that I'd like to pass it along. And so uh, anytime there's any kind of a glitch or a technical difficulty or something like that, prayers for uh, everyone at Power of Love Ministry uh, that there's ease and flow and grace in everything that we're doing is so much appreciated because we're all people doing our own spiritual work too. And we encounter multitudinous technical difficulties and all kinds of things. And we we flow and we grow with them. And so your blessings and holding us in your prayers is, uh, it just makes such a difference. I know sometimes there's a temptation to become annoyed or frustrated or angry that things aren't going the way you wish. And uh, there's a challenge, especially when it comes to technology. But therein lies our practice. And you'll definitely experiencing me practicing that throughout the year as I deal with technical stuff 
right there in front of you. Always fun to drop the call when you have 7,000 people listening to a class. Not that we have that many in Masterful Living or New Year's Intentions, but it's just uh, I I have to laugh when it happens because otherwise uh, I'd let it bother me. Can't let it bother me. All right. Oh, I just love doing this. All right. So I'm going to place my hand in my heart and be so, so grateful for the love of God that's revealing itself in, through, and around us as our very life. What I know for each and every one of us is this partnership with the higher Holy Spirit self is revealing itself in our mind and every activity of our life. What I know for each and every one of us is our heart's desire to live unfettered and free, to be healthy and harmonious, to open ourselves to new experiences of love and light. What I know is these desires, these intentions, these aspirations are being made manifest now. What I know is that nothing is against us. Everything is for us. For we are one, united in love, one with the one. We are grateful and thankful to open our hearts and minds to the very highest possibility of love, to be a beneficial presence in our life, in this world. So grateful and thankful to know that we are sharing the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. And our song this week is one of my all-time favorite songs, and it's by a beautiful woman named Susan, a middle initial J, Paul, P-A-U-L. And you can get this song at iTunes. You can buy it and download and get your very own copy of it. She passed away a number of years ago now. Uh, I knew her, not well, but I knew her. And um, she's a precious, precious being. And this is just one of my all-time favorite songs. It's entitled, My Soul Sings Out. My Soul Sings Out by Susan J. Paul. My soul sings out to you, my love. My soul sings out to you, yeah. My soul sings out to you, my love. My soul sings out. Upon 
like a man. 